Hello guys, and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living that life of freedom, that life of rest and expansion in Christ Jesus. I have a word of the Lord today, and I'm not going to even lie. When I first looked at this, these notes, I said, I thought they were just notes for me, right? And the more and more I stared at it uh, over the weeks, because God typically gives me things sometimes in advance, sometimes off the cuff. It just depends. But I was looking at it and I was like, these are my notes. And the more and more and more that I looked at it, God was speaking to me and he said he wanted me to build on this and that he wanted me to do a video because surely this was not going to be a video. But what's important to God is important, should be important to us. So even though this may seem like not your conventional video, it's still important because it has everything to do with the kingdom of God and how we steward the things that God gives us. And so as you can see from the thumbnail, this particular um, word is going to be according to Joseph's instructions. Once Joseph had arised to power, there were specific instructions that God had given him to lead the people. And so that we know that we're coming into a season of abundance and we're coming into a season of wealth and prosperity in God's kingdom. So what God is doing is he's laying out the groundwork. He's laying out the map. It's the blueprint is what you see on the thumbnail. He's laying out the blueprint. Um, and it's not a one size fit all blueprint. So we always flow by the spirit of the Lord and how God chooses to give us the instructions. So it's not a one size fit all blueprint, but it is a blueprint. However, and instructions that he did give me um, according to your assignment and according to how he deals with you personally. This is why we seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that's where we get our downloads, our strategies and our instructions. So this particular video is going to be about getting the blueprint or the instructions for the wealth transfer and for um, the coming years and the coming months ahead and the coming seasons that we're already entered into. We are at the door, of course, 5784, which is the year of the door. So this is beyond the door. These are the instructions absolutely once the door opens that you'll know which way to go and how to navigate. So we're not ignorant of the enemy's devices so that we're not pulled off into another path. We're not pulled off into deception. We're not pulled off into our own thing because sometimes it's not the devil, it's the flesh. It's just us wanting our way, right? And then sometimes it's it's the enemy. And then sometimes it's God telling us which way we should go, right? So he has mapped out a small blueprint that for you to build upon. Because again, this is not a one size fit all. Everybody has different assignments, different um you know, skill sets, different strategies that God will give them for his kingdom. And this is vitally important in this season um, because we would like to say sometimes when we are doing videos um, that, okay, so it's, it's for the kingdom, it's for this, it's for that. But let's break it down how God wants to uh, break it down because we as people tend to project our assignments on other people. And this is why I always strictly, always stick to the path of allowing the Holy Spirit to do through you according to how God wants to move through you. Okay, because sometimes as people, we like to control the narrative and control other people. We don't realize it sometimes. And then sometimes we do. We just have a controlling spirit. And at that point, we just need deliverance. So this is a blueprint 
of God's instructions for Joseph. Joseph had in specific instructions. Uh, Nehemiah had specific instructions when he was building the wall. Um, Daniel had specific instructions. There, Moses had specific instructions, right? So we want the blueprint, the download, right? And this is what God is saying in this season. He's saying right now, this is an hour that is upon us. And this is a season that we're getting ready to walk in great wealth and great abundance and great overflow for the kingdom of God. But we want to have some type of direction. So he began to take me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 15 verses 1. And it began to talk about the year the debts canceled every seven years. And you know, we have rolled up on another seven years. You know, we was in the Shemitah year, right? So we have rolled up on another seven years. So it reads, verses one read, Deuteronomy 15 and one. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debts. And this is from, of, and this is the form of the release. Every creditor who has lent anything to his neighbor shall release it. He shall not require it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. Of a foreigner, you may require it, but you shall give up your claim to what is owed by your brother, except when there may be no poor among you. For the Lord will greatly bless you in the land which you, the Lord your God has given you to possess as an inheritance. And then it says in verse 5, only if you certain carefully obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe with care all these commandments which I command you today, for the Lord your God will bless you just as he has promised you. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall reign over many nations, but they shall not reign over you. And then it goes on to talk about the generos generosity to the poor. In verse 7 it says, if there's if there is among you a poor man of your brethren with any of the gates in the land which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother, but you shall open the hand wide to him and willingly lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. Beware lest there be wicked thought in your heart saying the seventh year of the year release is at hand and your eye be evil against your poor brother and you are giving him nothing and he cry out to the Lord against you and it becomes sin among you. You shall surely give to him and your heart should not be grieved when you give to him. Okay, You've, we've heard that before in the New Testament. God doesn't like us to give out a, uh, you know, gr grudginess or or pressure, right? He wants us to be a cheerful giver. So then it says, surely you shall give to him, verse 10, and your heart shall not be grieved when you give to him. Because for this, the Lord your God will bless you in all the works and in all which you put your hand. For the poor will never cease from the land. You've heard Jesus say this, the poor you will always have among you. This is why the Old Testament and the New Testament is just an it's just a fulfillment of the promise in the New Testament because God is still speaking the same things. So he says, for the poor will never cease from the land. Therefore, I command you saying, you shall open your hand wide to your brother, to your poor and your needy in your land. So I'm going to stop right there. So the blueprint that God has mapped out first, the first wave he said is debt cancellation. 
We see this in the book of Deuteronomy 15. He kept taking me to this scripture, kept taking me to this chapter. He kept taking me here, taking me here. And I'm thinking, oh, great, debt cancellation is coming. But no, this is a part of the wealth transfer. This is a part of your inheritance. This is a part of what's going to happen, right? So the first wave, he said, is debt cancellation and payoff. So we, we know by way of supernatural, it can either be supernatural debt cancellation or it can be in the form of him giving you money, which is still supernatural, right? It's all supernatural because it's him. But in the form of him giving you money in your hand and then you then paying off the debt. And um, let me just say this. God wants us out of debt. Debt is a form of bondage. And... Even though we hear hearing these things, seek ye first the kingdom, seek ye first the kingdom, seek ye first the kingdom. I heard a man of God say the other day, and I got to give a shout out to Prophetic Insight. I love watching his channel and it's all about the uh, wealth transfer, right? And uh, uh, crypto coins. And I heard him uh, respond to someone in the comments. I guess he was doing a live and they said, um, he was talking about the coins. And I guess somebody said, it's for the kingdom, it's for the kingdom, it's for the kingdom. And he said, yeah, you're right. It is for the kingdom. He said, my wife is a believer. She's a she's in the kingdom. And so are my kids. They're saved too. They're in the kingdom. So we are using it for the kingdom. And he kept talking. And I just thought that was so good and so well done and well said. Because a lot of times when we say, oh, it's for the kingdom, it's for the kingdom. Your family is the kingdom of God. Your family is the kingdom of God. They are believers. Uh, and it's Again, us projecting as people our narrative on someone else. Now, I don't know if they meant that intentionally or whatever, or however they meant it, but I like the, his response because a lot of times we get so caught up in the kingdom and, and, and in our minds, sometimes that perception may be give to the ministry, give to the church, give to the ministry, give to the church, give to the ministry, give to the church. And a lot of times, I, you heard me say this before, what the enemy would love for you to do is to do that because he know that some of the churches that people are sitting in, I wasn't going here, but I'm going to flow with the Holy Spirit. Some of the churches that people are going in are not led by the Spirit of God. So therefore, you're transferring it right back to the enemy. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going. So the first wave is going to be debt cancellation and payoff. God wants us out of bondage. He does not want us to be with that yoke around our necks. And he does not want us to squander this stuff and this gift and this blessing into the hands of the enemy. So he wants you to pay off your debt. I guess if I can just say that in a nutshell, take care of your house, pay off your debt. God has not called us to be lenders. He's called, I mean, borrowers. He's called us to be kings and stewards of what he give us, right? We will lend to many nations, but we will not borrow, okay? So he wants us to get out of debt. That was one phase of the blueprint, right, that he has given me. And even when you look at Deuteronomy and you begin to look at 28 chapter, uh, verses 12, let me go to that. When we begin to look at that, we begin to see the blessing that God really wants us to have. And he had me to read one morning. I woke up and I flipped to Deuteronomy 28 and I read starting at chapter seven all the way down. And it talks about, we've seen this before, the blessing, right? The blessing, cursing for obedience and disobedience. But specifically Deuteronomy 28 and 12, it reads, the Lord will open you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. 
He wants you in a position of stewardship to be out of debt, to pay off, to so that you can buy land, so that we can do things to build for the kingdom. But the kingdom is our families, okay? That's first priority. So let's go to the second wave. The second wave that he showed me was the relocation, right? The relocation and the um, uh, storing up. So if we look in the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 41 and verse 47, it talks about the instruction that God gave to Joseph. And it reads, now in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. This is, a, this is the, the wealth transfer. So he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities. He laid up in every city, the food of the fields, which surrounded them. And 49. Joseph gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting for it was immeasurable. So therefore, if you are giving it all out, helping everybody, not doing what God is telling you to do with it, then you're not storing up because you're going to have some to give, some to store up and some to um, sow, right? So God began to tell me, you know, hey, this is the second wave. And the second wave is relocation or storing up. So some for some of us, God has relocated us. He has positioned us in our land of Goshen. He has positioned us uh, on the land that he is going to bless. And so sometimes, you know, as people, we think that the blessing is where we are, but really the blessing is at that place called there. So I want to implore you, if God has told you to move geographically or within your city or within another state or within another country, it's vitally important that you obey because I'm telling you the dream that he gave me before I got to Dallas, Texas, when I was still in Georgia, he showed me a dream of scarcity, of, of poverty that I would be walking in had I disobeyed because that land where I was at had no longer, could no longer sustain me. So it's not so much as him putting uh, the blessing in your hand as it is you being obedient to what he's saying. Because a lot of times the blessing is in a geographical place called there, like Elijah. He told him, go there and a raven will feed you. So that's vitally important as well. So that was the second wave. So the storing up, um, storing up whatever he tells you to store up, okay? Whatever he tells you to store up because your needs may be different from mine. Then let's go to the third wave. The third wave was purchasing, building Goshen. We are in a season of where we will be building Goshen. Goshen is the land of plenty, the land of storing up, the land of abundance and overflow, right? And so we look, see that in Genesis 45 verses eight, it says, so now it was not with, so now it was not who you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and the Lord of all his house and the ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Hurry up and go to my father. This is Joseph talking to his brothers. Hurry up and go to my father and say to him, thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me. You and your children and your children's children, your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty. For there are still five years of famine. Now we see this 
again, a place called there. He's telling them that if you dwell where you are and you don't come to me, because God has given me the authority in all of the land of Egypt to be Lord of all this food and substance and all of the blessing, you would definitely be in poverty. So there is a geographical place that God will give you to go to be blessed. But then he says, you shall dwell in the land of Goshen. Your land of Goshen, God is going to give you the resources to build. He's going to give you the land. He's going to give you the strategies. He's going to give you the blueprints and the downloads. And he's going to tell you what to do with what you're stewarding for him. If that means giving it to a homeless person on the street, if that means giving it to a ministry, if that means giving it to a missionary, if that means giving it to your church, if that means giving it to your uh, family, whatever it means for you. But you have to know that God is strategically and he's going to give you a blueprint for you and your family as to what you are to do with that, right? So we see the land of Goshen comes into play with Joseph and he told them specifically what to do. And then, of course, we read the story and we know that they did it. They came back and brought the father back and they dwelled in the land of plenty. So then we, we begin to see this, you know, um, um, this um, third wave, which is building Goshen. And we see this in uh, as you get your land and you get all of your, you know, things that you need. God is also going to give you the blueprint to where to buy land, um, how, who to hire as architects, as contractors, builders, gardeners, and all these things that he's using to build his kingdom in the earth before Christ's return. So he's going to give you the strategies and the blueprints according to, you know, the word of the Lord for you. So hiring an assembly and hiring in a tribe, this is why you need to be strategic in your prayers. You don't need to pray aimlessly without a purpose. These prayers need to be strategic. You need to have a bullseye prayer. Lord, bring me the tribe that you have for me, meaning people that's going to work with you and not people that's going to steal from you and not people that is going to try to get next to you just because of the blessing. But you want to... Pray and ask God to bring God-fearing people and bring people in your life that's going to be a blessing and not a curse to you and make you invisible to the people that are uh, trying to uh, misuse you and abuse you in any shape or form. So you're going to be building, you're going to be gathering your tribes, right? And you want to make sure that when you're building for the Lord, that you want people in your space that is as the Bible would call it, master craftsmen, skilled people. We see this in 2 Chronicles 2 and 7, and it reads, Therefore send me at once a man skillful to work in gold and silver and in bronze and iron, and purple and in crimson and blue, who has the skill to engrave with the skillful men who are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, whom David my father provided. And this is King Solomon talking, and he's, he's asking for a specific kind of person, right? a person who can do this. So whatever God is telling you to start, whatever business, whatever he's telling you to build, wherever he's telling you to go, you pray that God will send you master craftsmen, skilled workers, people that are anointed in their gifts that can be a blessing to the body and not bring a reproach upon his name. So that's my, that's so important, guys, because a lot of times we tend to gather, but we don't know who we're gathering around. If you don't know him by the spirit, then you don't know him. 
You pray and ask God, what is the purpose of the, for this person being in my life? And he's going to show you that person by the spirit. This is why you have to pray for wisdom, knowledge, understanding. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom to ask and he give freely, not doubting or wavering. And then the Bible also says, in all thy getting, get understanding. You not only need to know that this person was sent, right? But the wisdom of God will tell you why they were sent, what's their assignment, get this and how long they're going to be on that assignment. A lot of times when we gather and we connect with people and we connect with churches or ministries, we think it's going to be until Jesus come back. And we think it's going to be forever and ever. Amen. When typically sometimes God works in seasons and times, right? Some people are lifetime friends. Some people are seasonal friends. Some people are just our acquaintances that you meet. And some people are just for the assignment that God has sent them. So not only is you asking for that skilled master craftsman, right? But you're asking strategically how long. See, this is why uh, I had somebody reach out to me and they asked me, they said, are you still doing um, the, you know, uh, mentorship? And I said, that was for a season. And I knew, and I said that. I said, when God told me that, he, 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 it was specifically for a season. Now, if he opens that season back up, that's fine. But you've got to be able to flow and move with the Holy Spirit because it was only for a season and for a specific person. And I did it and it, the, the door closed. And, and I'm so glad because I didn't even know I was moving to Dallas, right? I knew I was, it was in my spirit, but I didn't know the when and the where. And so a lot of times we start things, right? And, and, and we wondering, Lord, did I hear from you? Yeah, you probably did, but it was probably just for a season. And sometimes we think things are forever and things are just for that moment or that particular assignment. And then the time is up and we have to move on to the next thing unless God opens that door back up. So a lot of times we get wrapped up in stuff and we think we will miss God and all this kind of stuff. And no, you're not missing God. You just need to ask God for how long? Because sometimes it's not until Jesus returns. So let's go back to this. So, so when we look at this, we see in Jeremiah 17 and 11, let's go down here. We see the, the fourth wave. And God said, this wave is sowing, um, sowing where you are going, right? Uh, building, storehouses. We talked about that. But in Jeremiah 17, 11, it reads, as a patriarch that broods but does not hatch, a partridge that broods that do not hatch. So is he who gets riches by not by right. It will leave him in the midst of his days and, and his end will be a fool. Let me read that again. Jeremiah 17 and 11, it says, as a partridge that broods but does not hatch, so is he who gets riches but not by right. It will leave him in the midst of his days and at the end he will be a fool. So we wanna be very careful that we steward things the way God wants us to steward them and that we are just not going aimlessly without a, a purpose or a rhyme or reason, and that we are stewarding things correctly because if you are not stewarding it correctly, so he is, so it's like a partridge that brews but does not hatch, so it's he who gets riches but not by right. It will leave him in the midst of his days. So some of the people who are following Jesus for the two fish and the five loaves and just the wealth transfer, you know, that's the only time they click on the video is it's about money or wealth transfer. That's the person who may end up getting it. But guess what it says? It will leave him in the midst of his days. At the end, he will be a fool. So God, let me say this. Nobody is using God, but God uses everybody. I'm going to say that again. 
Nobody uses God, but God uses whomever he please. He anoints whomever he please. He can speak to or through whomever or whatever he pleases, whether it's a sign, a license plate, or a person, or a prophet, or he speak through a child, he speak through a stranger on the street, he'll speak through a drunk person. God uses everybody. Nobody uses God. And that's what people need to understand. Those people that think that they are sneaking and peeking and slipping and sliding and peeking in on the videos just to get the the wealth transfer updated just to get the strategies, but don't want nothing to do with the God of the strategies. Oh, don't get it twisted. God see you. He knows those that are his. He knows those that are really kingdom oriented and not money oriented, not serving the spirit of mammon and the spirit of greed and the spirit of glutton. He knows God is the creator of all. He created our minds, our hearts. He created the end from the beginning. He knows it all. He knows how the whole thing going to turn out. So don't get it twisted. This is why we don't need to beat on people and beat them up about the wealth transfer. Some of they not getting nothing and it's only for these people. That's only. And while that may be true, God knows exactly what he's doing because he said he will use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So he will take the foolish thing, which is the person who tried to get the wealth, get them saved, and then use that wealth still for his kingdom. God is awesome. And we can't box them in, guys. So then we're going to uh, sowing and building, right? Storehouses. Um, so as we get sowing and we're building things, we have to know that we have to partner with the angelic. And we see this in the Bible where uh, a lot of the pioneers of the faith partner with the angelic, you know. And so it's vitally important that we know and sense the presence of God because angels of the Lord encamps around all those who fear God. So if there's a fear of the Lord and it resting upon you, then you know that the angels of the Lord are encamping around and about you, but they will also partner with you to bring those people to you, to bring you to where you need to be sowing, where you, your land needs to be, where your building needs to be, and whatever God is having you to do for the kingdom. So we see in Isaiah 30 and 21, it says, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, we see that we have assistance. We have angelic assistance. And the Bible says that the angels of the Lord hearken to the word of the Lord. So whatever promises and whatever things that God has for you that he has spoken over your life or whatever words you are speaking or whatever words you are praying, that's the that's what the angels of the Lord hearken to. It's not us because we're so good. It's they hearken to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the King. They hearken to his word that we speak or that he speaks over us. So if you look in the book of Exodus um, chapter 23, this is more of partner, partnering with the angelic and learning how to partner with the Holy Spirit and the angelic. It's a partnership, right? It's not a one-man band, right? So we look at the book of Exodus and we look at the chapter 23, verse 20. It says the angel and the promises. It talks about angelic hosts. And it says, behold, I will send an angel before you to keep you in the way and bring you into the place which I have prepared. This is God speaking. Beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him for he will not pardon your transgressions for my name is in him. 
But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into and to the Amorites, the Hittites, the Persezites, and the Canaanites, and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. So as we can see in this uh, Exodus 23, 20 through 23, he said, I'm sending an angel before you to keep you in your way and bring you into the place which I have prepared. And beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him. And he will not pardon your transgressions. You need to be vitally um, aware of what you're speaking, what you're thinking, even what you're thinking. Because Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Because that's what the angels of the Lord are going to hearken to. They're going to hearken to the word of the Lord. They're going to hearken to the words that you're speaking that is of God, even in the day-to-day, -day, even in the practical things, right? Because the practical things are what we're doing in the earth for God. So they're still hearkening to that. But this is why we commission the angels to go forth and to go before us to make every crooked way straight and every path smooth. And God is going to make you more sensitive in the spirit that you're able to know that you're partnering with the Holy Spirit and with the angelic in this hour because we need the wisdom of God. We need the full backing of the Lord of hosts because if you think for one second that the enemy is not going to try to oppose you or come against you, you're sadly mistaken. And he works primarily through people. He works through other things, but he primarily works through people. So when God gets ready to bless you, he sends a person and when the enemy gets ready to jack you up, He's going to send a person, but wisdom of God is going to help you to be able to discern the difference and the spirit of the person who's behind that person talking to you. And I'm telling you, if they know you love God, they're going to talk about God, even though they don't, they don't even have nothing to do with them. Or even though they know that they're not living a life that he is pleased with, they're going to talk about what they think is going to sweeten the pot is what's going to make your emotions get all stirred. This is why you have to separate your emotions from business, from, from things and assignments that God is giving you. Because sometimes that word of correction or that word that he wants to give may be to the very person who's sitting next to you that as long as you was giving that word to somebody else it was good but then the minute you have to correct them it's a problem so you have to be very vigilant and very aware and sensitive to the holy spirit's leading in this hour because this is an hour of a major breakthrough and a major release uh from the kingdom of god in terms of uh wealth transfer overflow abundance and increase and so we're partner, partnering with the angelic. We are partnering with the Lord of hosts. And they are on an assignment um, to help us build for the kingdom of God. So you have always have angels around you all the time. And I'm here to tell you is another thing. They write down everything. Every word, every idle word will be accounted for in a day of judgment. Not to say you can't be yourself, you can't be relaxed, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying be mindful, be mindful and be aware of the presence and also be aware of the fact that they carry the presence of God with them. This is why God said in verse 21, beware of him and obey his voice and do not provoke him for he will not pardon your transgressions for my name is in him. 
But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. That is the word of the Lord, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching. And please subscribe. Please hit that thumbs up button as this helps the YouTube algorithms. And if you have not become a partner or subscribe with the ministry, just go ahead and click that subscribe button and I'll get this out so everybody can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. There's so much false out here. We need the truth. We need the truth. We need the truth. I can't stress that enough. So until the next time, guys, I will see you in the next video. Bye, loves.